0: You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out
1: more
0: shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. What's up, everybody? Today's podcast is brought to you by CasaTheRock.com. Go check us out. Cops merch, support the movement. Also, follow me at Hoyer rock 357 on Instagram. We keep you up to date with everything Madball, Casa The Rock, and everything Smoking Word uh subscribe to our YouTube channel that isn't up yet but it will be so look out for that also and um today my guest my brother drum killer will shepler let's set this shit off
1: welcome welcome to the smoking Welcome,
0: welcome to the smoking Wed. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Yo, who's that chick who just snuck in the room? <laughs> yo, but, um, yo, welcome. My boy, Willie Will, the one All and right. only, drum extraordinaire, <laughs> Will, Willie Dick Shepler, from... <clears throat> Let's start off, Willie, with the bands. Let's start with my favorite band and work your way up to the bands you're in.
2: All right. Well, thanks for having me, first of all. It's a great, great thing to be a part of, man. Oh, Everybody's yeah. just sitting around doing nothing. So.
0: Exactly. <laughs> nothing better. Hell yeah. I figured who better than my favorite dick besides <laughs> my own. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I want to, you know, like I said, I was, you know, thinking of people eventually. I'm like, yo. I'm going to start off right away with the squad. You know, I I looked at, you know, I said, let's get the, the OGs in here first. You know what I mean? Nice. But um, let's start, at, let everybody know right now, I want to hear every band you were in starting from the first one.
2: Uh, First one is probably one of your personal favorites, I know. Child Labor. <laughs>
0: That's right. How old were you? 1982. <laughs> Child, yeah. So you have, yeah, you, you you're I was like twelve, no, three years, old,
2: three years old. Twelve when we started that. So child labor. And then that, and after that was Circus of Death at about eighty-five, and then I joined Agnostic Front in 86, 87. I tried out in eighty-six, um, joined in like I think Roger gave me to gave me to go ahead in early eighty-seven was when I dropped out of high school, moved to New York. Yeah. That was the rest of his history. Then we, of course, Madball, you know, we were doing on the side for a little bit. And that became a real thing. And now you're with? And then, well, it was uh, me and Scott Roberts did a project with Alan Alan Robert that was like in around 2000. Among Thieves, that was kind of, you know, it was more like post-hardcore rock.
0: Yeah, I forgot. We've seen you guys at Seabees, I think. Yeah, we played a
2: bunch of bunch of shows, but I quit that band, and I was just, uh, you know, it wasn't really the direction I wanted to go, let's say, and I kind of felt it wasn't really going anywhere. Yeah, and um, plus I had work and family,
0: so. You know what's uh, crazy? So I remember in that gap, there was that um, that time period where, um, what you call it, you came to fill in for AF, and we've seen you in Europe.
2: That's right. Yeah, that was. I was right before Among Thieves. I was oh. 98 and um, he, I was out of Madball for a couple of years already then.
0: Yeah, that's and, what I'm and, saying.
2: Uh, Jimmy Coletti got shot in a <laughs> robbery. I mean, he was all right, but he couldn't play. You know what I mean? He could months of recovery. And this was like a week before the tour. Roger called me up. He's like, oh, you think I could do it? I was like, well, better play a lot of old songs, man. <laughs> <laughs>
0: what I was gonna say is how long was your gap of not playing when you jumped in to fill fill in because I remember I don't think you were playing at no, all I was,
2: like yeah, it was probably two years that I didn't play at all yeah yeah so it was like I ran out bought a practice kit <laughs> you know just started <laughs> practicing but like trying to learn the songs off of that album uh something's got to give and uh yeah definitely the first two shows were probably rough because I hadn't played a full set in years you know
0: I think we played we, like a... Wh- I will full force or something with you when you. Were like,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was one of the first shows I think. And nice then we little played, show. Yeah, the Dynamo we played too, which was smaller that year, but it still was like 50,000 people. That was yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun though. That was like Stigma was playing was the only guitarist, you know. It was me, yeah. Kubora, I, Stigma, and Raj.
0: That was a hard squad right there.
2: So that was, was a lot of fun, you know. It was like all old school, man. I felt like I was part of that. You know, that first wave, the original creation, you know?
0: You know? <laughs> you know what I always remember? You hooking up stigma stigma sound with a little bit more bass. I remember <laughs> you walked up to his head, you unplugged it, and then plugged it into the, the kick drum. <laughs> you would get so mad. Come back, plug his guitar, and then put that shit on 11. <laughs> you know, the old man was crazy. Yeah. Um, but we talked a little bit the other day, but um, what you've been doing, man? You've been home during this whole shit, right? You know, like, I guess everybody's been home, but... Um.
2: Yeah, that was crazy. I was, We were actually on vacation in spring break in uh, March. We were in Costa Rica, and we knew... and was, There was only a couple of cases, you know what I mean? People were kind of hyping it up, but it was really not that bad. Yeah. But when we were there, that's when it all broke, and we're yeah. like, shit, we got we to gotta get back home, you know. Yeah. So get is... back. And we got, like, one of the last flights out of the country. And it came back to, like, the total lockdown and everything. We were, like, yeah. flying. We went through, like, Miami airport. It was a ghost town, man. I mean, it's not one person. It's crazy. Yeah. It was so weird. It's And then nuts, people you yeah. did see were all, you know, had masks and gloves. Yeah. We actually like... bought a bunch of masks and gloves down there and, like, brought them on the plane. My wife was handing them out to people. On the yeah. planes, they're all gloves because people wear man. Yeah.
0: You know the European; they share. You know, it's this group? Yeah, yeah, they do <laughs> exactly. She's, yeah, you're like, yo, what are you doing? Don't waste your money. <laughs> it's exactly. what I, I know, she, what
2: she was saying. She was yelling at me. you. Dick <laughs> out, the, <laughs> the Dick Sheparder came out.
0: The Dick Shepler's always there. Sometimes it's just any, like when it's cold, the dick goes yeah. in. Uh, you know, yeah. It comes out. but um, I know you said like you know I know you work out of your house a lot, but um have you been now you've been locked down with your kid you know with your your, your, your boy and, yeah. and also like, everybody's basically kind of in the house right like during this whole show yeah we you know we he's he's
2: stays in his room anyhow before the lockdown he was just on his computer yeah. uh playing video games and
0: working on doing, music, writing, right
2: writing a lot of music yeah
0: uh, ain't, ain't so it, it crazy- wasn't a
2: big adjustment but it's definitely getting you know on our nerves, you know, we want to go do something, go somewhere, yeah. and we can't. We can't go anywhere. You know, you know, can't so. fly anywhere. You can't even drive anywhere, like, out of Florida. You can't even go stay anywhere.
0: I you know? know. It's fucking nuts. You know what I was thinking about that's crazy about your son? We were talking about that. You know, he say he does beats. Ain't it crazy yeah, that you're a drummer, and he ends yeah. up doing, like, futuristic yeah. drums?
2: He does, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. He's, he's like, more talented than me it, in that respect because he's got a really good understanding of music you know? yeah
0: he never asked you to play any dr- uh, live drums because that's gonna yeah be i did
2: i did uh, i recorded some for him i don't think it was good enough for him no he didn't use it Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but at least he asked you and i was talking with, with, with maddie henderson and he was saying like you know he works out with his kids like they you know what his oldest boy was like got into kind of working out so he was able to train with his brother. you know his you know with his son and everything and you got to work on a little music with your son, even though yeah, he pissed yeah. you. Me, yeah, we, I can't yeah. I can't pay my son to watch a mad video. <laughs> yeah. Like I put this shit right, on him yeah. like, look, there's a hundred thousand people. He's like, he looks at me, he's like, Can I leave now? And yeah. I'm mean, like, he thinks I'm lame.
2: Yeah, my son's like that too. Was, <laughs> he went the opposite direction. You know, he just I mean, yeah, he likes hardcore and some of it, you know, some punk and stuff, yeah. but he went total, you know, hip hop direction yeah.
0: or you know. Yeah, and um What's the deal in your house? Do you jam in your house? You have the set there or do you go to a studio out there?
2: No, I got, a, I got a little studio. I'm jamming some dudes here. Oh, yeah.
0: Like, your house?
2: I just got a practice kit in my house, but my son yeah. has a computer set up with a MIDI keyboard and everything in his room and a really nice vocal mic. He's got like what you got there, one of those real nice mics. Yep. So, and he does everything in, in uh, uh, FL Studio. He's yeah. got some real good plugins or virtual instruments.
0: And but,
2: um, me, yeah. you know, I'm a live guy. I, it's like,
0: yeah,
2: I try and record. I record some dr- live drums, but it's it, man, it's hard. Like, it takes years and years to be able to get good at that. You know, yeah. So, Scott right. Roberts, he's he's like he's a master. You know, he does all our recordings. And although we I work we work on songs together. You know, I'll record rough drum tracks here uh-huh. and send it to him just so he's got an idea, you know, what I'm thinking of the song and piece it together. And then when I go up to New York, we record for real. Like that one I just sent to you. That shit sounds
0: dope, man. You are saying it's rough. That shit sounds, even the tones on the shit is good. Yeah,
2: I mean, it's almost there. I just, I was not, I didn't really know the song when I recorded it, you know what I mean? I played better, I think it'd do a better performance. But all the parts are there, yeah. That's going to be our next single when
0: we put it out. And, um when you started with the take, it was doing it through the through the, um email like that like the the, the first the first couple of rips you guys worked on, or did you do it in person
2: yeah, we, we actually did it in person because that's when I was living in upstate new
0: york oh that, yeah, I, right. remember, yeah you, I, I know you were supposed to be the 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 concept of the band was there, but it was different members, and it changed around a little bit
2: yeah, Scully like me and Craig actually had the first discussions because he was. He's got a house upstate New York, too, so we would meet, you know, um, go out to lunch or whatever, and we were talking, and I was like, hey, man, we should start, like, a hardcore power trio, you know, me, you, Scott <laughs> Roberts, because I knew yeah. Scott wouldn't just quit Biohazard, right? He wasn't doing anything, and Craig was it, totally into it, but he's so hard to nail down because he's all, he was always on tour with Sick of It All, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, no. And he was band, doing other stuff. And, yeah, he's busy. He's busy. And,
2: right. Especially now, me and with Scott. Singapore. Yeah, yeah. And he was, I think he was doing Cro Mags too and some other stuff. But so me and Scott would meet at the studio. It was just me and him just playing through some riffs and stuff. And eventually Craig was like, yeah, you know, I, I just can't commit. You know, you guys are better off just, you know, finding somebody else. Yeah. And uh, so Scott got his boy Carlos, really great guy. To, uh, to play bass And you know, he's, he's on the album
0: Yeah that's what I was going to ask That I know um, he had some problems Traveling right because you guys would use A different bass player right
2: Yeah so yeah Carlos a Colombian And yeah. he's st- still trying to work on his Immigration papers yeah. uh, In the states but and in the meantime He can't leave the country because He won't be able to get back in you know? And yeah. now with all this shit with you know Trump immigration policies, and, yep. <laughs> and yeah. now the COVID nineteen, and then, you know he's yeah, going to be stuck for a while. And yeah, we had to use a couple amazing. different guys. It's it's rough, you know, because you got to teach them the
0: songs and everything. Yep, and, and you guys had stuff booked, right? Because I know you guys started being like more active, like the last yeah. year or so.
2: Yeah, last year was great. I mean, we had uh, we did our own stuff in the beginning, and we did you know festival in Barcelona. And then we toured with Agnostic Front, which was great. You know, yeah, perfect. Yeah. Obviously, just being with the with the boys and you know, great shows. And then we had uh, punk rock bowling booked for this year, and uh, uh, punk and whatever the punk disorderly. festival in Berlin, punk and disorderly. Punk yeah, disorderly, yeah. And then we were going to do a bunch of shows in Europe, and then uh, like a week in Greece, and. Uh, obviously, everything <laughs> got canceled. Yeah. I mean, you know yeah.
0: how it is. I mean, yeah, fucking crazy. And, and w- when you started, like I know, um, you were like, you were down for the band because you were like, uh, oh, we'll play some shows and whatever. Did you think you would not play this many shows already, or like it would snowball like, like it? No, like
2: it. I, I yeah, no, I didn't. Honestly, we were just doing it for fun, and you know, kind of you listen to the music, you can tell it's, it's, it's really, um it's a combination of everything. It's got so many different influences. It's kind of like a hardcore song on there. Yeah. There's some more melodic boy stuff, there's some punk stuff. It's a little mixture of everything. It's rock and roll. Yeah. It's a lot of fun to play. And we didn't really think about trying to do something that's going to fit into some category that we want to, you know, Yeah. Big and play these festivals or that. So it's got that honesty to it. I think that people, people uh, latched onto, you know, so it's, it's been really surprising. I did really well. You know, we're on like fourth or pressing already. Yeah, I no, that's selling that, out as soon as we put them out.
0: That's and dope.
2: Yeah, it's 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 a little tough because we don't really fit in one genre, so. To get on the right bills, it's been a little difficult. You know, we went out with Lars' band, the old yep. firm casuals. You know, yep. That, that was a good combination.
0: That was a per. I said that combo before you guys did that tour. I said, This is uh, the tour yeah. you got to be on because yeah. they're in a similar boat where, right. you know, it's to me, it's oi bands, but with the, you hear the rock and roll, you hear the street rock, you hear the right, right. you know, the, the, the more hardcore and punk influences. But that's what I love. Yeah. There. It's it was um more stylish oi.
2: Right, yeah, it is. It's a little more like progressive oi, you know, it's not that real straightforward, simple stuff to do. Yeah,
0: more, and um, uh, and who, who reco- Scott records all the stuff, right? You were saying he, he, yeah. he's like he's, in his I house mean,
2: or No, I mean in our rehearsal studio, which is a really I mean it's a big room, so and he's got really nice microphones, you know, he's spent years buying you know the right mics and figuring out the right combinations so uh, he's really good at that he said danny Schuler helped him a lot too like kind of recording drums yeah um figuring all that out i mean i like i said i i do the real basic recording but and he's got it down to the science he's got like three different mics on the bass drum you know one inside one outside one a little bit far apart, mm-hmm. and then the position of the room mics and then all the overheads got to be like equal distance to the snare and all this stuff. <laughs> I'm like
0: Crazy. Shit.
2: Like scientific shit.
0: <laughs> that's what I was, that's that whole shit is crazy. Let me ask you this. So what's the, you, we, I was talking with Maddie Henderson about it. We were talking about, you know, when we were recording the early records and recording to record into tape, how crazy is it now to record then compared to those <laughs> days when you had to do the perfect tape? Yeah, oh my tape. God.
2: That, that was a lot of pressure to record back in the old days. Like, you didn't know, you, you according to tape, you know. I mean, I, you can't you can't waste the tape, man. You remember that <laughs> you shit. Gotta get that shit right, and then if the if there's something that just you can't get it on that take, then mm-hmm. they gotta like splice the tape together. Yep. It's like hit or miss. Or like maybe it don't work, and you gotta do it again.
0: Uh, that's what I was telling Maddie. Like I remember being shook when we did Pride. That it, that was the first song that had to get spliced in in a different order than we recorded it. Because right, we only uh, had like one chorus and one hook, because we recorded it with no vocals. Right, they were right, telling everybody you like
2: change it around. Yeah, change the arrangement. Yeah.
0: And I'm like, and now you run through a song once or you twice. And you're like, button. How <laughs> fucking <laughs> amazing. I fuck uh, you tape. I hate tape. <laughs> that shit made me. I I fucking uh, should have been bald as fuck already from pulling my hair <laughs> out.
2: I know it's crazy, but but. You know, it's kind of weird though. The first album I recorded, like in a real studio. Well, no, it's not the second album. First one was Circus of Death, but it never came out. But Liberty and Justice in 87, we recorded at uh Pyramid Studios, Alex Perialis up in Ithaca, New York.
0: Uh-huh.
2: Real nice studio. Yeah. And that was my first real experience. And I for some reason I recorded like almost every song on the first take. Yeah. Uh, because I wasn't really thinking about it, you know. what I mean, it didn't get yeah. in my head. I was so young and it was so new to it that I just like flowed right through the songs, and and played like really well, surprisingly. And I'm like, I, wow, I was done with all the drum tracks in a half a day. And they're like, wow, that was fast. I'm like really, I didn't even know that <laughs> until later. I found out it was fast.
0: I, was I never put it together. I never put it together that you guys recorded up there. For some reason, I felt like you did it in New York somewhere. Yeah, like down I, here, like in the city.
2: Kind of, I mean. Yeah, I can't remember why we went up there. I think <clears throat> I think there was some, uh, I think there was like, I do want to say like Ludacris or somebody else recorded there. Yeah, and probably. It was kind of like the, the, you know. It was like the Normandy the hip studio. before Normandy. Yeah, yeah, it was
0: right. It was the Normandy before Normandy. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. And this is another thing that bugged me out. So how old were you again when he said you joined AF? F?
2: When I first tried out, I was 16.
0: Like, you Man. know, Roger would go to jail now for doing some <laughs> shit like that, right? I know.
2: Yeah. But stigma was like my... Uh, uh, I, mean, I moved know. in with stigma when I was 17. I just turned 17. And so he was like... Do mentor. you understand that? <laughs> would you on let, Street.
0: <laughs> Would you let your son go, yo, go live with some crazy... Oh, was it hardcore skinhead <laughs> punk rock dude on mod street yeah how yeah. nuts is that the shit that we did when we were kids huh
2: yeah that was crazy man that was a time when the city was crazy too you know
0: that's what i mean not man. like today
2: man all watered down and back then man there was some
0: serious crime going on yeah that shit was real 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 gritty and, yeah. and all right and then this was the thing with circus of death because i know you came as a package with this dude alan right on yeah with player, al
2: peters right? yeah and,
0: and you, how long were you in the band with him before that?
2: Uh, were, you, were you guys boys and stuff like that? They kind of recruited me because they heard the child labor tapes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the world famous.
2: Yeah. So then I was like, I don't know, 14 maybe when I joined Cirque of Death. And those guys were all in college, you know. So I was wow. like always the youngest guy in the band. Crazy. And uh, so we played together a couple years probably before. We opened uh, up for Agnostic Front a couple times. That's how Roger, you know, got to know us.
0: It, that, and then that's he
2: a, had threw everyone out of the band after uh, Cause for Alarm <laughs> tour. You know, yeah, started great. over. Yeah. You
0: know what? I always gave Roger that he always kept, and I and I know this from experience too with my old band. Like he always kept a, a, a an ear and a pulse to the young kids who was out, who was doing what, like you know, like. He knew to look out for you. He knew to look out for a Maddie Henderson. Yeah, that's true. You know, which is, you know, we, us as older guys, we'll check out a new band and whatever, but he would literally check bands out. Like, you could tell, yeah. like, you know, he, he loved it. Like, it was part of it, just him being him. And what I always remember with my first band with The Demise, um, I, I used to walk outside of CBGB's with, a, with demo tapes, you know, I used to be like, "Yo, five for five, five songs for five dollars." I would is, walk I up and down. Yeah, hustling. And I remember, um, I want to say it was either outside CB's or outside Lamore's. It was me and my old drummer, and Roger comes up to me and he's like, "Yo, let me check that out." And I say, "Yo, five dollars." This before I knew Roger. <laughs> and then he was like, "Yeah, yeah." He took out five. He bought the demo and whatever. And then my drummer was like, "Yo, So why you sub that's Roger?" And I'm like. Fuck that. I spent all night with two tape decks recording this shit. <laughs> nah, I want my $5, you know what I mean? But Roger, yeah. and then later on, he said, yo, I still got that tape. I would work out a little bit to it. But he would remember, you know, it's pretty yeah. crazy, you know, him being yeah, as he, crazy
2: as he is. Yeah, he is crazy. But you know? he's obsessive, too. And that's probably, you know, why he's successful. And
0: yeah. Keeping
2: it going for so long, you know. He's, he's always, and he's not afraid to try something different, too, you know. Yeah, so you could tell with all the different albums that Agnostic Front put out, you know, there's a lot of God. diversity there, you know what I
0: mean? That, and that's what I was going to say, all right, you got to play, that's one thing. All right, AF, this was the beauty of AF, that every record sounded completely different from the way they yeah. sang to the music. You got to see it. How many albums you did with AF? You did um, Liberty and Justice. Yeah, one right. voice, one voice. Oh, that, I, for some reason, I thought there was something else in between, right? So, just liberty. Well, Justice. we did the
2: live at CBGB's, was in between, all right? But all right. yeah, now, I don't really count the live albums, but yeah. so yeah, it was two studio albums and two live albums. And, but you're right, very different albums from Liberty and Justice to One
0: Voice. Yeah, that's crazy because, um, Liberty and Justice is a different record than the One Voice record,
2: yeah, totally. Different, you know what man? I mean? And in some I mean, people, it's like in both of those records, the people like either love it. Or they hate it. You know what I mean. This yeah. is kind of like not much in between. But and I think as I go back and listen to it now, they're much better than than uh, what I remembered. You know. You, yeah. You know
0: what it Got is. They songs had, on there. Yeah. Like Liberty Justice had an attitude. It was like the the, the fast, and it had a certain. It still was mean, and, it, and, and nobody really sounded like that at the time. And then when one voice came out, it sounded with what we kind of what we're doing more modern day hardcore with a little bit more swag it had a little bit more pocket yeah it was was more more organized
2: aggressive organized the songs were more complicated yeah um yeah but i I enjoyed playing that stuff
0: yeah that and then again go and then going to the mad record which was a similar to one voice but still different right
2: right a little little harder maybe maybe going back to hardcore more but yeah. keeping that with a little more groove, you know, to it, uh, Not it was a great combination. Th-
0: this is the shit that I always say about um, why Mad Boy. I think we we ended up getting a kind of a unique sound without uh, inventing a new sound. Was when we did metal, we all had a different style of metal that we grew up with, like. You know, from if it was um, you know, you and Maddie, Maddie was the AC, I mean the 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 Van Halen kind of guy yeah. and then old hardcore, and then you had the Stevie Ray Vaughan and maybe Rush, kind of in whatever <laughs> other metal. You know, we all love Sabbath, and then I came in with some more Slayer or maybe some other more pocket shit. Um, what was the metal like as far as what were the rock bands you like that I know that because this is gonna describe how you end up playing so. Yeah, you were an I mean, ACDC AC guy.
2: I was ACDC, Led Zeppelin. You know the heavy, like,
0: God, yeah.
2: laying yeah. it down. Like John Bottom was my favorite drummer, definitely my biggest influence. Yeah, he's but like that. I loved ACDC too. When I was a kid, I listened to Kiss. It was one of my favorite bands. You know, they had some some hard parts. You know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Black no, Sabbath. No. I listened to. So I wasn't really into the new metal, like uh, Metallica. Bands like that. And yeah, you weren't really later, into you know, Metallica, was, head, right? No, nah, I wasn't, because I was already kind of into hardcore and punk by that time, you know, yeah. by the time they came out. So I kind of went back and listened to them later, you know, Metallica, Anthrax, Megadeth, all those bands.
0: Yeah. So and,
2: I wasn't into it at the time. but So I guess that didn't really influence my playing so much.
0: Yeah, you know, that, that's what I think helped, because I came in with the more... Slayer, I wasn't such a metallic, right. like I had, but I was that kind of. I had that th- those concepts in my head of riffs, you know, riff wise metal, that thrash metal. And you guys were coming in with a, if it was a metal, it was a Judas Priest metal, which we brought into Madball also with the Judas Priest metal, right? Yeah. Riffs, you know, which is a la chromags, you know what I mean?
2: Right, yeah. I yep. you know, yep.
0: certain people in that band claim they invented a sound when no, that shit was also. You could hear the Judas Priest, you know what I mean, oh, and yeah. Sabbath but yeah. it's sped up. I was
2: done. In, I was done way before hardcore. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but, yeah. You know, but um, but yeah,
2: but that, you're right. There was a good mixture of our styles and the way it all came together. And Then you got Stigma. You know, just making noise <laughs> in the background. <laughs> yes.
0: How crazy was that? He Yo, brought way. he brought the rawness.
2: You know? Oh,
0: he brought the rawness <laughs> for real, man. How crazy? I think about some of those early days. All right, let me. Okay, let me ask you this. So you got to tour and you know, 2000, you know, whatever, the, the, the now, the, the last year, the 2019, 2018. You were also touring, you know, in the, in the 80s, right? When was the first real tour you did?
2: Yeah, 80s, 30, 87, right 87, right, when uh, Liberty and Justice came out.
0: All right. Crazy. And, and, and the first time in Europe?
2: It wasn't until ninety. With AF, right? with AF was our first tour. That's where Roger got deported. Yeah. <laughs> and then in Switzerland, and we had this <laughs> was before Donald tour. Trump.
0: This was before <laughs> yeah. Donald Trump. So he yeah. got. Deported. All right. Uh, let me ask. This is what I want to ask you. What's the difference? You think the main difference now tour the touring style then and the the way you tour now in Europe? Because
2: you hospitality you- <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Yeah, even well, like the little clubs you play now, they got a whole spread of food and everything waiting for you, yeah. everything set up. And then, you know, early on, remember we were lucky to get like a bag of
0: milk. Yeah, exactly. I remember, um, even the early days of Madball. We yeah, had some that's rough a rough one.
2: That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. AF early AF was even rougher. Yeah,
0: playing exactly squats, squats like we. Unfortunately, we had to inherit some of that squat shit because AF. You remember that? Yeah. <laughs> like the craziest, some left-wing... Squ- you know, I got called a Nazi by white people <laughs> in Germany. <laughs> I, I wasn't a left-wing. I was like, I know about chicken wings. I know where all this <laughs> wings is. And yeah. I had my head shaved. They called me a Nazi. Unbelievable how times change, you know?
2: There's some radical people over there, yeah, for sure. But
0: you know what? I remember a story, and I never forget. I rem- to this day, we play the club. Um, the arena in Vienna. You probably played there with the take, or you would be playing. Um, so me, this was a day's no money. We couldn't even take a dollar out in advance, a guilder or whatever it was, because there was no money made. <laughs> and me and Freddie were like, you know, we were the youngest and also the most most culture shocked. I think with traveling in Europe. And I remember one day, you know, we we walk in the catering home. We see these punk rock dude, like with dirty hands. He's putting ketchup in the fucking in the pasta, or whatever. And me and him kind of, you know, we made a little hissy fit and kind of bitched. I'm like, fuck this. We ain't eating that. And I remember, like, you, Maddie, everybody else was like, ah, we don't give a fuck. You know, we're going to eat. So me and Freddie, we, we leave, we leave the, the catering spot. And we're pissed off, kind of like, fuck. And we see these two straight-edge kids. It is before the show. They're eating McDonald's. And we see them eating fries. And we're like, yo, where did you get that? And they're like, yo, it's not too far. We'll take you. So me and Freddie scrounged up enough money. We each got two cheeseburgers, basically a Happy Meal, <laughs> you know, for two men, two, like, 19-, 20-year-old kids, but whatever. You know, two cheeseburgers, a little fries, and a soda. And I remember we were like, yo, let's go fucking, um, let's go talk shit on these dudes because they're eating flop. <laughs> and we walk into the catering spot, and we, oh, I open the door, and all of you guys are standing on top of your chairs. You may not remember. And I'm like, what the fuck? Uther was on the chair. Everybody. And what had happened, a rat had ran in and ran across. It was running across people's feet in the whole spot. <laughs> I swore again. And I think Freddie, from that uh, day on, we said, we'll shit. sleep on the street before we eat some bullshit. Yeah, hey, some rat,
2: rat soup, man. Uh, definitely horrible, ate a lot man. of that shit. And I yeah, I, I remember, like because I don't really eat fast food, but man, yeah, when you saw like a McDonald's or something, you go straight there. Like, oh, thank you.
0: Yeah. And, um, what I was going to ask, I saw also with the take, man. You got to do some cool shit. You did the Cox some big shows, right? Cox Bar, right?
2: Yeah, we did a Cox Bar show. That was great, man. And you know, um, that, how that was, those was like we were supposed to do that uh, that big uh, festival up in Blackpool this summer. We're going to play with them again. Man. Yeah, that got canceled, obviously. But that's and, a great band for us to play with. They're really, really nice guys, man. And they sound amazing yeah. now, like. Yeah. All these years later, you know, I remember listening to it. Not for nothing. They the already, they kind of,
0: yeah, they did that rock tip kind of back then. So, yeah. you know, I think rock chops are some of the easy, not, not that it's easy, but since it's a it's a more of a feel overall. Like, you know, yeah. hard, hardcore chops are harder to keep when you don't,
2: right, it's hard to listening. keep up, man. Yeah. And that's all you get, man. It's hard to play that fast for, <laughs> for an hour long set, you know what
0: I mean? And um, um so you did Cox Barra and, um, what, was it just one show, or a couple of shows, or not at all? It tour, was just right? one.
2: Uh, it was just one show with them. We flew over basically for that show, and then did a couple on our own. Yeah, and, and, uh, we've been talking to them about doing some more stuff together.
0: They're huge. Um, it's yeah. insane. It's yeah,
2: and we're supposed insane. to play with Percolate too. And uh, they're, they're like, they, they're, they're a big band, you know? It's yeah, like people don't realize how big they are. Yeah, um, and that's that perfect. got canceled because of the virus.
1: Hopefully we'll, we'll
2: get you know next year we'll get back on track and pick up the momentum. You know it's kind of hard us being a new band. You know people can easily just kind of forget about us and yeah, not active like no one's active. So
0: the internet, like, man. Yeah, like, I know you got to
2: stay. We were talking about that the other day. Yeah, you got to just keep your stuff you, out there. And we're working on new music. I think we're gonna do a release. You know, an EP here and EP there. You know, instead of doing a whole album. You know. Yeah, like a few songs at a time,
0: exactly,
2: and some videos, like even just lyric videos or something, you know, to keep it
0: it absolutely. Even before the corona, that's the way to drop a video, and also it's cost efficient, and you could pound it out there, do a lyric video.
2: Yeah, that's whole thing. Like when I really got back into it with Scott, you know, playing in the band again, you know, it had really been years since I've been actively touring and stuff, and it's a whole new world, man, with the whole digital stuff, we ta- you know what I mean? And yeah.
0: Like, like, this is the, we were talking about it the other day, like, um, a lot of older guys, you got three types of older dudes. You got the older guys that talk shit on the whole internet thing, because they don't get it. There's the ones that just don't know about it, you know, because they haven't been exposed to how it works, and then there's the people that, like me, that I try to keep up with yeah. the times, and what the youth is doing and what's cracking because the youth is the future. Yeah, so,
2: and you got to keep up. Otherwise, you get left behind. Right? We'll,
0: we'll, we would still be recording to tape. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and we fucking listen to these old motherfuckers. <sighs> and, you know, that's what I try to tell people that. It's like, um how important... And this is what I try to... T- we were talking about, again, like, the internet fucked music up but also gave us a platform to not have to depend on a label. Or, you remember we would have to ask for, you—you you would there would be money that came out of your budget for advertising, and it's like yeah. advertising. Then you see, we would be lucky if we even made it in a metal magazine because they never gave hardcore props back in the day. You
2: know what I mean? No, that's true. But at the same time, I mean, they gave us real money to record a record. You know, for studio yeah. time, they gave yeah. us real money for the video. Actually, I wanted to show you this <laughs> picture. This photo dating, man.
0: Oh, yeah. That's the the classic.
2: Man, this is like a really nice, high, quality photo that I framed.
0: That's from the Pride video shoot.
2: from the Pride video shoot in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, man.
0: Yeah, How crazy was that day? You remember that day?
2: Yeah, it was hot. I remember that. <laughs> we were there all day. I remember Freddie was pissed off. So that's it. you could see that real so, anger It is Was voice, that a surprise? <laughs> was that a
0: surprise? Freddie was pissed off? I, that's what so, Matty Henderson remembers. He goes, I remember it being hot.
2: <laughs> but I, 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 remember, I know that area very well. At that time, I was living in Williamsburg. And actually, me and Freddie and Maddie, we went to, um, we trained over New York kickboxing, Rent Dobley on Union yeah. Avenue and everything. Great place, great gym. But I used to go running, you know, when I was training, and I'd be running down Kent Avenue, and it was just nothing there, man. Warehouses, burnt-out buildings. Rubble. That's where we shot that, right off yeah. of the rubble. It was like a pack of wild dogs and chasing yeah. me. And now it's like an like high-rises. Now uh, it's Dumbo, yeah.
0: right? Dumbo. You call it Dumbo now? Is that it? shops and shit. Yeah. No, because I Crazy. remember – you know what I remember about that day was – Oh, I remember a lot about that day, but I remember um, Bundy and Double O, rest in peace, my brother Double O. But I remember us drinking forty ounces at like nine in the morning. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, yeah. they That's never a really good recipe. Man. Yeah. <laughs> and by the end of the night, we were all sunburned, sweaty, uh-huh. you know, like shot. But um, it was a cra- I, It was a good time. You know what else was crazy about it's that? A great video, video too. Great shout out, out to right. Drew Stone. Uh, Drew. You know, um great job man. For, for that. Um, you know what I what, what I see in this kind of sad a little bit in that video, like how many people that we lost that were in that video, you know, yeah. Andy Cortez, two head, come
2: along. And I think OZ was
0: even in the video. It OZ was yeah. in the down by law video. Let's talk about the down by law video. Do you remember yeah. that fucking day?
2: <laughs> that was really gorilla style, definitely. <laughs> I set I set up my drums in a in a, right in the middle of the street in New York City, like in the middle of the
0: day. You remember right. that shit? That's just so crazy. <laughs> you, know, you, you can't do that now, that's for no, sure. No way. Shout out to Drew Stone big time. Yeah. We always let people know, but um, I remember him. This was I remember something specifically about that day. We were all at Stigma's house and we were kind of because all right, the deal was for the for everybody out there here, and um Drew Stone. We we never got a budget to do a video, but Drew was already making videos, so he would rent the equipment for the week, but he, his video shoot might have took two, three days, so he would have equipment laying around. So he used that leftover time to use the equipment to record us, and I remember him telling me t- telling us, we were like, yo, we don't have a budget, and he's like, I don't give a shit. I want to be the guy who does the first Madball video. Yeah. But I remember us being at Stigma's house, which was on Mod Street, which was our, our hub, we kind of that day we didn't even want to do it because we kind of felt like, I think not that, um I think subconsciously we felt like, oh, it's just getting thrown together wild style. It, it, we didn't take it like as a real video shoot. Like, you yeah. know, like oh, he's doing us a favor. And it's, I remember us kind of being a little bit bummed out. Or like, oh, we got to do this shit now and kind of thing. <laughs> Instead of being, you know, our first video, you know, we want to be yeah. excited. But I remember once we got on the street, we started having a blast. You know what I mean? And I'm like, yeah, uh,
2: there was no, yeah, there was no script or anything. It was just, it was kind of just thrown together, but Drew had a vision. I mean, uh, we didn't yeah. know what it was going to look like at the end. Uh, yeah.
1: And and the right. Yeah. Film. That was
2: the, actually the film back then was really expensive too. And he had leftover film from the biohazard video. That's yep. what I that was shot on.
0: Yeah. Exactly. And, and again, that shows, that's what I love about our world, the whole hardcore world. Like, You know, yeah, DIY and all that, but we make it happen. Not just us, everybody, because from even Drew making it happen for us. You know what I mean? He, Him coming from this world, he learned. Let me piggyback. This is what I could do because I want to do that. He could still be creative and look out for his people. And yet he was doing fucking real mainstream type videos at the same time. But he always had that guerrilla mentality, you know, like us
2: yeah because he was part of the scene from early on you know yeah. and he, he a lot loves, of history he loves the music and the scene i mean he's doing it again right with the new a7 shows yeah right? absolutely he's that, that's passion you know that's yeah
0: he, he's killing yeah, it and, and what's dope about what i love about it too you know speaking about drew was he ended up doing the take video right
2: he did yeah I I approached them actually
0: because uh, I did, I'm,
2: like, I'm like who can I get who can we get like to do a video I'm like well I mean Drew Stone is you know the best person I know but I know he's not really doing videos anymore so it was just kind of a long shot and I was just talking with them I was like hey do you think you'd be interested in doing it, yeah send me the send me the music and stuff he's like, oh, fuck yeah, I love it, man. I love this album. It's like, yeah, I, I want to do it. <laughs> so yeah. we, we did. And again, man, he didn't make any money off of that. He did it because he loved it. He liked the yeah. music, you know. He's one of Hell my boys. Yeah. And, you know.
0: yeah, everything about it. That's why, again, people like him and people that that look out for, you know, they, they got a skill and they still, you know, give it back. You know, yeah. that's a big plus. That's how, I, you know, we wouldn't have, you know, people look at the Don by Love video which it is you know it's a classic video and people to this day are like yo that's your hardest video yeah that, that was done because drew wanted to look out we would have never had that right. if yeah. somebody wasn't looking out
2: totally and, yeah
0: you know and it's crazy and do you like making videos
2: <laughs> i hate it
0: i know <laughs> is it the most uh what do you call it <laughs> embarrassing uh, thing a, a human ever is. has to do
2: is, uh It's like pretending, you know? It's like, yeah. Oh, my uh,
0: God. I'm getting embarrassed uh, now just thinking about it, man. Yeah. So there's. I
2: I know one person probably loves it,
0: though. Oh, yeah. I know. Stigma. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Because he loves to
2: ham it up, man. Because it's Mick
0: Jagger. You know, he needs to be like.
2: Did a whole movie with Nikki
0: the Knife. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. He loves the cat. I remember us, like, I remember, you know, with you, it was kind of where you lucked out is you would kind of look off to the side anyway yeah. when you play. So <laughs> <laughs> that was one. And then when you're hitting shit, you could kind of hide a little bit more, like, you know, act like you're looking yeah. at your playing. Yeah. And I, I remember them doing like, OK, we're going to do your single shots. And I had double O. <laughs> fucking rest <laughs> of peace to my brother, who I fucking hated that time. He would stand behind the camera with his arms crossed. <laughs> Fucking looking at me like with his uh, big grin, like look at you, you fucking faker. Yeah, fuck. yeah, yeah, and yeah. then I'm like, uh, to this day, we gotta do a video. You know, me and Freddie, we'll look at each other and then we're like, Oh, do we really gotta do like single shots? And then like, uh, I'm embarrassed talking about it. Like,
2: yeah, I know. It's it's hard for me actually to play. You gotta play right along with the music, with the playback, you know. You can't get get off at all, you know. So I'm trying to concentrate, playing to that. Yeah. Not hitting too hard and stuff like yeah. that, it's like,
0: it's a, and you know uh, you sucks. hit and you hit soft naturally. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> God, how many fucking drum heads you fucking murdered in your day? Forget about yeah.
2: it. Yeah, many. You yeah, know, I'm, that, I'm so that. glad I got a stick endorsement. A, oh hell go yeah! Through like cases of sticks.
0: Hell yeah! I'm glad uh, you got I haven't endorsed. I've been endorsed by Jack. Yeah, you hooked. Who you hooked up by?
2: TRX Symbol Company.
0: Oh shit! Out of sure.
2: California, and they're like. A small company but they're all the symbols sound great they're handmade turkish symbols oh. just like yeah. zildjian
0: yeah, Sabian, yeah, no,
2: yeah just like the big, big companies but they don't have the name. So i was lucky to uh to get endorsed by them and you, scott you know who's recorder of stuff he says they're the best sounding symbols he's ever recorded
0: so. good shit yeah the tone i've been, I've been like trying the... to hook
2: people up with that company you know and promote them because i think they're really good symbols
0: yeah, that new um, the new track. You sound like Scott. He got a real good ear, man. He got good tones and everything, yeah. you know. Like good stop I want to ask you this because I saw a picture, and it was cool. It was you with Chris Contos.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Chris, great guy. Love Chris. Yeah.
0: For anybody listening who don't know, Chris Contos is he's uh, he played uh, drums for Machine Head and also um, what was his old band? Attitude Adjustment.
2: Yeah, it was Attitude Adjustment. Attitude
0: Adjustment, right? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Shout out to Chris Both, The boneless ones, too. Yeah. Um, how crazy was it to see him, like, nowadays? Yeah. It's
2: amazing, man. I hadn't seen him since the uh, early 90s, I think. No, mid-90s.
0: Yeah. We were on
2: tour you, with Madball. Yeah. But, um,
0: Dynamo but 95.
2: Yeah, he dropped out of it, too, for a while, man. He mm-hmm. was, like, got fed up with music. and Yeah. He, he was just racing BMX.
0: Yeah. Uh, he got really good at it, too. <laughs> Yeah, he left Machine Head when they were blowing up. Shit, I wish I knew how to play drums. I'd be, right there. <laughs> I had yeah. me, I'd be the illest metalhead nigga right now. But what's amazing is now, he's
2: come, you know, they come full circle and they're doing the Burn My Eyes reunion tours with him playing the original lineup. Yeah. Uh, yeah he's such a great drummer. Too, so I
0: yeah, love he's them. a killer. And, and, and mm-hmm. again, I get amped when I see guys that come from our world, you know, doing stuff like that. Like, you know, People assume because we play in hardcore bands, we, know, we don't know how to play, we don't know music, you All know, right. that that they just consider it like some kid shit or like some garage type bands when it's like, right. oh, no, like a lot of these bands you could trace back to hardcore punk rock roots, you know what I mean? That's why they yeah. have the attitude, you know, the attitude, especially with percussion, you have to have an attitude.
2: Yeah. Oh, the bad brains definitely knew how to play their instruments.
0: Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, they, they know how to play that. And also, um, what I was going to say, um, how crazy was this, that back then, you look, we got to do, nowadays it's very rare, but back then we were doing, uh, how many festivals were Machine Head, with Fear Factory, with a lot yeah. of you know, metal bands uh, and stuff right. like that?
2: Right, yeah, I mean... Yeah, look at the Dynamo '95. That lineup was like all Roadrunner bands, you know. Like every band it was sort of the same label, and all our boys too. You know, what I mean that was that was one of the greatest experiences I think oh, I ever I, had at a festival. Yeah.
0: No, for sure, For us, It was. I say that was our worst show, and but the most, uh, uh, um, the pinnacle point for the band because that that yeah. show put us on the map, right? Like, but if you watch at everything that went wrong, have you ever watched <laughs> that? Like, oh, yeah. that's my one big regret is Dynamo 95.
2: Well, I think I remember, like, your chord was too short, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Because you never played on. We never had a stage that was 100 feet long. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: You know? <laughs> you know, everything that could go wrong went wrong uh, for us. Freddie fell of,
2: off the stage in the first song. and I um, I, I, wa- I actually watched it the other day. The, the performance is not bad, though. I think it sounds good. You know, you know it's just the, a lot of shit happening. We weren't a festival band. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: We were, we were barely a band. What are you talking about? Barely let alone a like, uh, I think the best one performance-wise was you and Maddie, and then everybody still fucked up though. Like, you know, some part of the set. Like, <laughs> yeah. Do you, but do you remember that whole day? Like, from we thought we weren't gonna be able to make that show because we came from London the day before. The the day yeah. before. Yeah,
2: I don't remember thought, that. No, we, I don't remember that. Well, so we what kind happened, of close.
0: Yeah, what happened was the year before that, there was traffic for like four hours, like away from the festival because it was such a big festival. And, um, I think Sick of It all had got held up the year before. Oh, yeah and, and, I do remember that, yeah, and then Uta was like, Yo, if worse comes to worse, we thought we were gonna, the band was just gonna fly to, 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 to Holland for the show. And we weren't sure we were kind. Of, it was kind of up in the air. And I remember going to sleep. We played uh, the the marquee in London, and then got in the bus. And we we still kind of didn't know what was going on. And I remember waking up and I look out the window and I see like a festival ground. And I'm like, "Yo, I thought did we get here? Like we didn't even fucking know." And <laughs> during the night, Uta just this you know decided, uh-huh. "Fucking, let's go for it." And we hit no traffic, but Freddie had a fever like. He had the coronavirus before the coronavirus yeah, yeah, on yeah. that shit. Remember, right. he was real sick. Yeah, and, I remember that. And I remember us going on. All right, now we all know festival culture. You know, people show up, especially. This is what I love about Europe. You know, they're out there for the show. They'll go support, they'll go check out the new bands. But I remember they had us going on at 1 30 in the afternoon. And I remember thinking, who the fuck is going to want to see us? Yeah, I was thinking that too. And
2: who's gonna even be there at 130? Exactly. You know, even if they want to see you, man. I know we, we were all just waking bu- up.
0: <laughs> I know, and I remember all of us being like, Man, this is gonna this fucking is, suck. This is gonna suck. And man. then I remember being like this big ass stage, and i never forget I started blazing because I was so like pissed off and embarrassed that we were gonna have to go on this big stage. Nobody was gonna look at us, we we're gonna be like fucking man. assholes. And I remember I started blazing with Narc. He kept I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to get intoxicated and not care. And then the first band goes on and Nar goes, yo, let's go on stage. And I said, no. For what? To get bummed out? We're going to have to go on in a half hour. He goes, let's just fucking see what's going on. I was like, all right. When I went on the stage and I saw how packed it was, I remember regretting all those splits I played. <laughs> I said, drinking water. I started doing push-ups, eating kale. I was doing everything I could think of to fucking weed it off and then oh, man. and then that like you know just do you remember i remember when my cord didn't reach um freddie threatening the the sound man uh, i remember <laughs> a uh used to uh, uh uh tape his pedals to the floor that uh, at one point freddie kicks it
2: he kicked his pedal right? like, uh, we heard feedback
0: uh, yeah, you know,
2: and and then I don't he was having some technical problems too. I remember Freddie's yelling at him like,
0: Come on, yeah, he's yelling at us, and then he falls off the stage. Uh, um, some kid jumps on stage. You remember he uh, threw off the band and we fell apart. You remember? I remember in the middle of a song, we literally, I think we uh, stopped yeah. like, oh yeah. my god, yeah. But the crazy part to this day. I meet people from in Russia, Germany, all over the world. They go Dynamo ninety five was the first time I saw Mabel, or where I fell in love with Mabel. Yeah, which is insane. So, well, I mean, there
2: was like eighty thousand people there, like when we went on, or a hundred thousand people. Yeah. I don't know how many people, but insane. it was you couldn't see the end of the crowd. And I think by the time Typo Negative went on, one hundred and twenty thousand.
0: Do you remember how we ended up exiting the festival that night?
2: Was there a fight? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, we basically got escorted out. <laughs> yeah. You know, I just remember they were like, um, yo, um I think Yeah, you guys... you'll never play here again. Yeah, you'll never and play. And we also hear like, yo, I think you guys should get um um you should get some of your guys. They're in the backstage wrecking it. Yeah. and I think it was like uh stigma, you a couple of us. But what it was, I think it was you actually that had overheard. Well, we were all a little bit blasted also, but I think it was you that had heard somebody had said something about Uta, Uta from MAD, who was our TM. You know, she still books us out there and a good friend. You had heard, like, somebody said something like, uh, like, called her a bitch or something, or at least that's what you thought you heard because you were blasted (laughs) and and started, like, fuck this place kind of thing. And I remember us being in the backstage and all security coming and surrounding us, but they were shook. And I remember yeah. they looked at the, the laminate, they looked at them. they were like, mad ball, like we should have known. And then they were <laughs> like, I think you guys better, you guys have to leave, you won't be playing in." we were like, fuck this, we're leaving anyway. And the show uh, ended at that uh, moment. So we were like, we'll uh, leave anyway, how about that? <laughs> and then it was like, but- yeah. um,
2: And the funny thing is I did end up playing there again.
0: <laughs> yeah, so did I, and shout out <laughs> to the Dino Fest, which yeah, I love, look. but um, yeah, crazy. Crazy fucking days of that shit, right? Yeah. Sorry, now and um, there wow, was,
2: was like there was like fires in the street when we were on tour.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, you. you. Cars turned
2: over. Oh yeah, were, that was trail of destruction <laughs> across you. That was the
0: Ignite tour, right? <laughs>
2: yeah, Ignite. yeah. Yeah,
0: because I forget which tours you were on, like when you fell out, mm-hmm. but yeah. Ignite, for,
2: for, yeah, so basically,
0: yeah. Um, and when I was a kid in the neighborhood, we used to do this thing where we would flip cars over. You heard it right, kids. We would bounce cars and then flip them <laughs> over on their hoods and we would spin them around and we would, we would talk about this story. And then we had a show and um, I even remember where it was. It was in, um, um in France with ignite. And as we're leaving the fucking, the venue, they heard the stories and they were like, Casey, the drummer at the time tells me let's flip some cars. And I go, no, no, come on, man, let's <laughs> get out of here. We were in the bus already leaving. Uh, and then everybody started getting up to go out. And I was like, fuck <laughs> it, let's go. <laughs> so we all went out. Uh, but the funny story about that, this is what I, I'll never forget. So the next day, so we end up flipping this car over us at Ignite. We all run in like little kids, the bus, and we leave. Uh, this is, the next day, we were playing Toulouse, the bikini club in France.
2: Yeah, you know, yeah, I remember that.
0: And it was like an oasis, the pool was open. We were like, yeah, oh, this is great. And I remember Mosh, Mummy. he goes, what did you fucking assholes do? Cause we had a show with Rikers and he was on tour with Rikers or something. What did you do? And we go, what are you talking about? He goes, yeah, what do you mean? You know what I'm talking about? Somebody flipped over the fucking car and blah blah blah. I see a bus driving away. Who else <laughs> was it? I go, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it wasn't us. Well, he goes, well, long story short, It was Mickey, well, the promoter. He was an old promoter that used to book a lot of punk and hardcore. He actually passed away not too long ago. Rest in peace to Mickey. But it ended up being Mickey's best friend's car. We ended up flipping (laughs) over.
2: Uh, I don't remember that. Yeah,
0: And he hit a bonus. We hit a bonus because it was a packed show or something. And he was like, yo, he's going to keep the bonus and then kind of call it a wash. And we were like, all right, cool. But we don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) So kids, never admit to shit, even when you uh, did it. Yeah. But yeah, and you were there also. You remember? Oh, yeah, you were involved with, uh, or not you, but um somebody was involved with um the torching of the car. You remember the yeah. car went on fire?
2: I do remember something about that. Yeah, yeah that really was uh, basically. Um, I don't know what happened, but I do remember a car burning in the street.
0: And, and the car was five feet away from our bus. <laughs> and you know where that was? That was the arena the show I was talking to you about with the uh, it? Uh, but it was another you know what it actually might have been that same fucking day. Because uh, we were in the beat the street bus and I remember the car right next to us like we we stood out like at three in the morning in Vienna, Austria, watching this car just flame up for like an hour. No police came, nobody came.
2: Yeah, that was weird.
0: How crazy is that? Yeah, there was a lot
2: of crazy stuff going on. I remember him like one tour I forget which one it was, but the last day of the tour got a huge barroom fight in Berlin. Oh, <laughs> Crazy chairs flying everywhere.
0: I remember. And
2: then I'm on a plane flying back, and like my hands are swelling up really big. I had a cut on my knuckle, and it's like I got a bad infection from that. I got home, and uh, I forget somebody was like, "Man, you better go to a doctor and get that checked out." I went to the hospital. And you got that from a human mouth? Like, we got to admit you into the hospital right away. I was like, yeah, I, well, I spent like, a week in the fucking hospital, and I had to drain my whole hand out, daddy. cut it open, and clean the joint out. Uh, yeah, because
0: I didn't know some that. kids yeah, don't, don't, don't get in
2: bar room fights uh, with dirty punk rock. Yeah,
0: and don't punch them in the mouth. Punch them in the Don't punch face. them in the mouth. Gut punches. Yeah, body shots, know, man. You know what was funny that I just remembered about that fight at the at the, the the Franken bar across the street from sl 36 basically that was the the UFC cage before the UFC was invented <laughs> yeah. but you know what else i remember that three for all day. we had um a uh, our anr or a rep from road runner who would come on the road with us here and they'll pop up at shows this one girl hey. i forgot her name she was visiting that day and she got knocked out because a <laughs> table flipped over and knocked her out oh, for yeah. the
2: <laughs> Oh, that's too bad. That
0: uh, how fucking so, crazy Roadrunner must have been like. What the fuck did I do by signing these guys?
2: Yeah, like you I know? said, we left a trail of <laughs> destruction.
0: Man. Yeah, how crazy all of destruction. Yeah, I know, right? And fucking um, who would think? And then nowadays we're like old men. We're looking for where's the yeah. coffee? Yeah, you know where's the really where's
2: like, the, where's the backstage sofa? I gotta take yeah, a nap.
0: Yeah, where's <laughs> the did your yeah did your kids get to see you play yet live or no?
2: Um, no, actually, Liam's only been to, he helped me set up one show, <clears throat> oh. but you know, he's like, nah, I don't really yeah. want to stay for the show, I'll watch sound check. <laughs> he watches Soundcheck and that's enough
0: yeah. for him. <laughs> yeah, that's cool, yeah, I, like I said, I can't pay yeah. my kids to pay attention, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's fucking nuts and it's like, uh, um, and also, uh, oh, um, because Maddie had done that, I think Maddie brought, he did some traveling to Europe with his family, you haven't done that for sure, yeah family business.
2: No, not yet. I probably will. You know, my wife's Norwegian, so yeah. most summers, we go to Norway anyhow, so yeah. Uh, this summer, obviously, we're not. Yeah. But next summer, hopefully, um, you know, we get some festivals and stuff, and then they could just come and fly from Norway. It's like an hour anywhere in Europe, really.
0: Yeah, that that's a good thing. And fucking, we, we got to do some cool shit with them in those early days with those. You remember, we would be like the only hardcore band on some of these bills. Like now, there's yeah. hardcore stages, which is cool.
2: Right. You know, you remember when Los Lobos opened up for us? Uh, how amazing was that? <laughs> that, was, that was amazing, man. They were amazing. really nice guys, dude. They had like no clue. I know. They just happened to be on the same stage at the festival. Yeah. They played was, before us. Like, yeah. It was
0: that was, uh, what was the Lowlands. Name? Lowlands Fest. Uh, and do you remember who headlined that stage that day? Mm, cool. I don't Oh, was it? Uh, yeah, this uh, was before they blew up, blew up. Yeah, because so it wasn't like, the
2: biggest stage. Yeah, so,
0: Yeah, it was like Los Lobos, stuff. us, maybe yeah. one other band in Corn or Corn right yeah. after.
2: But yeah. I remember the dudes from Los Lobos, man. We were hanging out with them, drinking beer. They they watched our whole set from the side of the stage and <laughs> like they were digging it too. They'd never seen anything like I it.
0: know. They were the best dudes because we loved yeah. them because of the bomber. Right. I remember being I, amped yeah. watching them, and those guys could jam. Those yeah. guys could fucking play. Yeah. And I and I always remember this us going crazy watching them like and then I remember looking to the side of the stage and they're going off watching us like <laughs> the bass about, player, to about to dive off the stage. Yeah, the bass player was going off. And when I got off the stage, and you know, I I'm a barely a bass player now. I was even less of one back then. <laughs> but I remember him coming up to me and saying, So amped, you could tell how. He was being real about it. He was like, "Yo, nah. you a badass bass vato?" You know, he kept telling me all this shit. <laughs> and was, I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" I'm like, "You're the real <laughs> motherfucker here."
2: Yeah. And then that's a pretty high compliment.
0: Man. Yeah, and I remember like breaking bread with them that night. And the yeah. crazy shit was, they ended up playing Irving Plaza maybe a couple months later. And Stigma linked up with them again because they loved Stigma. Yeah. And Stigma rolled up, and they were like open arms with those dudes. Right, too. right,
2: right. I remember that. Yeah.
0: It's crazy, like um. You meet the a lot of good
2: people on tour, man. It's, yeah, it's, I definitely it, miss
0: that. And, and people also think that you just got to be from the same world to get along. When I'm like, man, that's not even the case. You know, you meet good people. You know that from just all walks of life. Yeah, yeah they, they That's the cool thing about those festivals. You know, um, what was um? You got to do some festivals with a take, right?
2: Uh, we we only did. I <clears throat> what did we do? We did. Uh, Beer Beach Chaos in Barcelona, which is a small little festival, but what an amazing location. Yeah. Yeah. And the promoters are super cool. They keep it small because they don't want it to get out of hand, you know? Yeah. Like a lot of these festivals, they all start small and some of them just grow out of control. Yeah. And and so they know it's the same place every year and they know exactly how to organize it, what bands are going to play, and very smoothly run. And you're like right on the beach in Barcelona. Yeah. that That was nice, man
0: there's some good festivals now that I I could see you guys playing that aren't just a typical, let's say punk oi fest, but they have, they always had those elements. There's like, you know, there's one in Slovenia. There's a couple that it's typical to catch, you know, a ska band, some heavy bands, a pop band, like still that old remedy where you guys, that's the good thing about you guys. To me, I, you know, I hear, Oh, that's an oi band, but you can hear the more, the rock and roll. You can hear the, the different elements of it, so it kind of... Right. You guys have a broader sound with a traditional yeah. sound.
2: Right. I think, yeah, we could play with ska bands. We could play with punk bands. We, there are definitely a lot of opportunities, and I think we were hoping this summer would be when we could do all that, you know? Once the album's out, people get to know the music a little bit. But, yeah, all this shit happened. Well, yeah. wait till next year.
0: Crazy, so... Uh, so the, like we already talked about on the takes. So that the, 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 the next step for the take is what? You finishing the songs? You, you, you sent me that one song. How many songs you have in the works?
2: Uh, we got about five, five songs in the works. We got a couple cover songs. Um, we and, do and, Devo, Freedom of Choice.
0: Oh, I was just going to ask you <laughs> which song.
2: Yeah, and that's actually, uh, I think that's going to be on a compilation coming out. Um, I think Pirates Press.
0: Yeah, shout out to yeah. Pirate Press, their yeah. you know, their family, and they're the ones doing that vinyl thing. And you know, their family and and they do it right. You know what I mean? And and I'm glad yeah. they're keeping you know that part of of music alive, also with the whole vinyl world and all that stuff. So
2: right, yeah. And shout out to Steve from the business who kind of kind of hooked My us brother. up with a lot of stuff. You know, great guy. Love Steve.
0: Again, a, a, another connection that the glory of Madball was meeting the business, you know, rest in peace, Mickey Fitz. Yeah. Shout out to my brother, Steve. Like, I remember us meeting them the first, Stigma meeting Mickey and Steve the first time, watching it happen in front yeah. of us, you know, like, uh,
2: yeah.
0: you know, and it was like, the minute they met, we all met, it was like we knew each other for forever. Yeah,
2: we all hit it off right away, man. Be kind of like.
0: To you know, this day.
2: Great friends.
0: To so. this day, fucking, you know, when I see Steve, I get energy, you know what I mean? I'm like. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I want, you know, one, I always loved the business. Then the next thing you know, you know, we're in a fucking bar fight and I got <laughs> me and Steve and Freddie getting it in. And I looked outside, the and, and Steve and we're all laughing. And yeah. it's like, shout out to Terry Bones. Shout out to all those OGs, like real motherfuckers, yeah, real classic bands from classic great bands. And it was great to get Steve, like, When we did the last record, you know, he did the intro to the one song. Yeah. He just rolled up. We were literally writing the song I would call, you know, the Oi song, you know, the more that. And literally, we're working on that song, Who Walks in the Door, Steve in California. I'm like, (laughs) we need you on this motherfucker. I don't care what it is. You're jumping on this record. He went in the room and just talked that shit. It wasn't planned or nothing.
2: No, no, I thought that was great, man. Amazing,
0: you know. You know like, yeah,
2: hey. a lot of good collaborations on that record.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I and think we were worked. talking
2: about it before, man. It was a nice, nice mix of songs on that album.
0: Man. Yeah. It can
2: energize the scene, man. It's like,
0: yeah, it was, and that's what we. I was talking about with Maddie before. like We all know how to play. We know what we were shooting for, but we wanted to make sure that the vibe during the recording was there so you could hear it in the music, that there was a good energy on what we were doing. Right. Everything came out. Nothing was planned. You know what I mean? From Steve, from you know, doing the intro on the song, from him jumping on a solo. We didn't, he didn't know he was going to do that until we, we made him, throw a guitar on him, <laughs> you know, get
2: right. him in there.
0: You know, um, my boy Sick Jackin from Psycho around the you know, a big, you know, rap group from um, Los Angeles. He happened to pop in the studio and was like, yo, I got some shit, Freddie. He's like, jump on that mic. He ended up doing the beginning of Rev Up, the beginning of the album. Kind of thing, you know the,
2: uh, you know. Oh, exactly. Just, did that? Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah.
0: Everything happened organically. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like
2: that's the best way, man. That's the best way to make music. Yeah. Let it happen, you know.
0: Yeah, let it can't, happen.
2: Like, can't like make it a formula,
0: you know? It's just, exactly. Can't work. think about it too much. We're gorillas. Yeah. We're not supposed to think too much, <laughs> you know. But no. yeah, but but good shit, Willie Wells. Good to catch up with you. Let yeah, it, man. Well, the take the take has our Instagram or Facebook, right?
2: Yeah, we got uh it's the take dot on right. Instagram and Facebook too is the same.
0: Yeah, yeah so yeah, definitely got Go our debut check album right here. Oh yeah. boom, check it out. Dope cover too. I always love the you know Yeah, it's it's
2: shit. cool, like original artwork from Muna. Did you guys yeah. have
0: that as a banner?
2: No. That's the we, banner. we got but we have it now, it just came out as a picture disc on vinyl.
0: Oh, that's dope yeah
2: I don't have one yet, so I, I want to get one
0: yeah yeah you got to make And that I shit never get my man. own
2: records you know so.
0: I don't own one map boy record man <laughs> <Right>? everybody <laughs> takes my shit uh, and then I never get it back, but um you got to make that shit a banner. that shit's a, a fucking dope fucking yeah fucking, uh, turned out nice he, uh, we,
2: the first one was kind of two calls for alarm because that's yeah. kind of what we told him we were going head in that direction and made it a but, little, but, little more
0: but it, yeah it's more good, urban it, it,
2: and less less.
0: And less satanic,
2: less bold, satanic.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But yo, but good shit, Willie Will. Good to talk with you, everybody. Go check out the tape. Go check out child labor. (laughs) Go check (laughs) all that good shit out. Yo, we talk soon, Willie Will. All right. All right. Thanks,
2: brother. One love. Peace out. Peace.